Welcome to the Trust the Wizards podcast. It's a lovely sunny day outside. Mm. It is summery. And have you got anything summery to play? Uh, I think so. Let me just have a look. Have you, uh, have you got any reggae tunes there? I'll just have a look down here. Oh, well, I, I fancy uh, like a real 70s vintage retro reggae song. Yeah, I think mm. I might have something like that. What Hang about, uh, I mean, uh, I don't want to be too picky, but have you got anything vintage 70s reggae, perhaps with a, a sparse piano solo in the middle? I'll have a look. I'll just yeah. Yeah, I'll have a look. Tell you what, have you got any vintage 70s reggae songs with a sparse piano solo in the middle where the central protagonist is admonishing an obese gentleman and probable voyeuristic pervert Mm. for loitering with intent around his good lady wife? Mm. Well, I've got this. It's Fat Man by Derek Morgan. Welcome to the Trust the Wizards podcast. Ooh. My name is Rebel Rickett, 
and I'm about to bear witness to one of the most unlikely duets in musical history. To my right, with a nest of fleas resting in his huge grey and wiry beard, his rotten teeth are housed in a face scarred by numerous Jack Daniels bottles being smashed into it during regular barroom brawls at the Whiskey A Boom Boom Room in Atlanta, Georgia. He holds his makeshift instrument, a type of guitar, with a discarded tea box for a body at the base and a rough sawn tree branch for the neck and one knotted elastic band for the string stretched to breaking point that connects the two objects. He makes quite a racket with a voice that is not so much gravelly as Black Tar Macadam. It's kicker, blind orange, wild nut, rocket sounds of elves. Aye aye, Captain. And accompanying him with laser beams shimmering off his shaved black head, then shooting off his gold teeth where we can see the diamond patterns that have been lovingly housed to spell the word jealous? Question mark. He enters with a 50-strong entourage of backing singers, therapists, neurologists, toxicologists and gum chewers. He has no instruments and projects sound from a microchip embedded in his esophagus. The music is not so much played as it's transmitted from a satellite over Bogner Regis directly into the listener's imagination where each individual process it into something they like. To be fair, it's usually Billie Jean. At the climax of his show, he usually flies over the crowd with a flamethrower and takes out the sound man before exiting the Earth's orbit on a Valerium steel jetpack. It's Sharitho, brothers, mothers, lovers, Garbanzo. Yep. So boys. <laughs> so boys, what have you got for us? Billy Jean sticks in a bad jumper. Oh, for fuck's sake. Now, the Lovely Eggs, as we've said before, are the unifying band of the Wizards. And I'm glad to report that they're back. The wild, innocent and childlike wonder wrapped in hardcore cartoon punk band that they are, they've released their fourth and possibly best album called This Is Our Nowhere. That's correct. It's full of off-kilter witty classics such as I Nearly Saw a Stabbing Last Night, Magic Onion, and I say messing around in Lancashire, I mean goofing around in Lancashire, uh, and defines their unique existence as proto-punk parents in their band-shaped bubble, touring the world, making noise and messing around. They're on tour and play Manchester again on the 14th of November. Uh, I know your precious time is very valuable, and where you spend your time is a difficult choice. But I will guarantee that if you spend your time listening to the lovely eggs, you will enjoy a massive profit on your investment. Can I offer you an investment? Will you buy some stuff from me? Said I quite loud into the receiver. 
men in ankle socks Tanned men in ankle socks I can predict your entire wardrobe Denim shirts, mauve chinos And a lot of tight tasteless text-strewn tops You'll be sucking on a bottle of Peroni After bottle of Peroni After bottle of Peroni Overbearing, overweight, trying to run a comedy night Wearing a false grin as we're pissing on it from a great height I've never considered stands up, I'd rather sit down A victim of physical labour, nothing but an injured noun Fucked spinal cord with a socialist state of mind A taper lit, sacrum to neck unaligned And much maligned for moaning well beyond my actual age Pissy and pitiful lungs imprisoned in my vast ribcage Yeah I'm all torso, I'm always so-so I daughter God no, like a decaf double espresso But the most important thing is I look good in a high-vis on open bags of fruit Cause I kid myself one in the awnings Of the nation's cheaper food chains Where aisles are cluttered Unbroken lanes And I envisage The mass shattering of glass jars To court some shame In a public space Is Asda Aloha The most depressing place on earth No matter how much I earn I never improve my worth Live tweeting my thoughts Is the only way I'll really remember The dying embers Of my most important memories Cause I'm killing them off With a nihilistic sense of ease And trapping cold clothes in the deep freeze of my awkward stranger to stranger conversation I only cry on two occasions kitchen sink films on late nights and Roy of the Rovers-esque football highlights a blizzard of limbs hailing the players with hymns of adulations and long lists of bigoted profane things Queen Elizabeth dying in a patriotic shitstorm I'm dreading even having to look on Wankers buying bottled water, hipsters getting off the prints in department stores, reappropriating Andy Warhol prints. I love you so much. I'd eat greaseproof paper pizza if you served it to me. Cause I love you so much. I'd eat greaseproof paper pizza if you served it to me. That was NSFW by MC Almond Milk, uh, a Scottish uh, rapper. A part of the Save As Collective, um, it's they make it's a bunch of Scottish musicians who make absolutely great track Scottish hip hop. Mm. You know, Jamie well, Scott. It's not all Scottish hip hop. Um, there's a guy called Johnny Common who records from there. And it's quite difficult to say what his music is, but it, it's not really <laughs> hip hop as we know it. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, there's another guy, another guy called Jay Rolex. There's this kind of whole bunch of people who all seem to work together. Oh. I think they're a, a Glasgow-based thing. Uh, on, on the same album uh, uh, on that one uh, is uh, um, a song called Nightmare on Meryl Streep which is very good and, and a song that I nearly would have played instead of that one uh, but my anti-Chelsea bias wouldn't let me but there's a song where he, he, he sings about being the black Pat Nevin that's right which, which fact, he is not black by the way no yeah. but or Pat Nevin neither but, yeah. but actually the, the, there are loads of really good songs on that yeah and, and that was great I really like that and, and I particularly like the uh, uh, I can write like Bill can write. I thought that was very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, missed that one. There's lots of excellent wordplay on there. But there's, yeah. the, my favourite song on that album actually is, is the gifts. Yeah. Uh, which had a tremendous line, which is, uh, "What word rhymes with purple? Mm. Fuck all. <laughs> that's why no turtle. Sure. <laughs> that's why no rap stars. Sorry, that's why no one raps about beetroot." 
That is yeah, why no one wraps it because uh, if if it it's the only reason. It's the only reason. Yeah. The only reason. But that, that was yeah. that was a fantastic thing. That I really yeah. like that very much. Um, Japanese war effort is all I'd say to you. But the best lyric in that song had to be. You're not going to ask why Japanese oh, war Oh, sorry, effort. go on. No, 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 do you, maybe you know. Maybe you know. Clearly, you don't fucking care, but maybe you know. The Japanese war efforts, yeah. well, they did very well in Pearl Harbor. Okay. Scored an early, no, no, early no. hit on that. No, no, no. Japanese war effort was Jamie Scott, who, who that is, uh, in his pre rap form. Uh-huh. Mm, earlier band, yeah. right? Inside Are you North. familiar with their work? Absolutely not, no. Yeah. Uh, but I've written it down, so I thought yeah. I'd tell you. But as I was saying, <laughs> the best lyric on the whole th- of that track, oh, yeah. you, you must have picked up on this. Asda Aloha is the most depressing place on the <laughs> yes. And it just, I don't think I've ever had boring jobs. <laughs> oh, yeah. A boring job. Yeah. And, and it brought it home to me because I was walking through a shopping centre about half an hour before it shut. There was no one in it at all. Not one punter, <laughs> and yet every shop you walk past had a very young person stood behind a desk, motionless, staring into the middle distance, just desperately waiting for the next half hour to go past. And you thought, "Oh, you poor swines!" Mm. And uh, I thought, "Yes, that's probably why Asda Aloha is the most depressing." <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. I really like that very much. And then before that, we had uh, the investment, lovely eggs. Yeah. Um, with a song from there, this is nowhere home, which is very, very good, especially good on black and white vinyl. I would suggest speckled black and white vinyl, uh, as you've, as you've just, we just see. Very, yeah. very impressive. Black and white vinyl. Whimsical thrash, I've seen this described as, which I quite like. Yeah, um, yeah, good. That I'm a big fan of Magic Onion. On that Magic album. Onion, Magic is, Onion is, 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 a, is another great track off that album. Yeah. Uh, I, to be fair, I haven't listened to that album as much as I have the previous album, so I need to go back and listen to it some more. But well, it's, it's uh, the fourth, isn't it? And it is the fourth. I, I, yeah. I contend it's the best. Right, well, that's, that's a big claim. Let's get into the mind of a hardened criminal. The kind of man who would, without a hint of conscience, take your hard-earned cash and spend it on hookers and coke. A man for whom justice and the law hold no fear, and who would take you out with a shotgun should you try and disrupt his unholy enterprise. But if you really want to get into the mind of this man, you can't. It's like acting. It's there in your soul. Here's the Burnaked Ladies with Bang Job. It was an upset in two minutes flat. We're back on the freeway, foot to the mat. I can't understand it. We had it down pat. It's very upsetting. Could we leave it at that? We all had positions. We each had a role, we'd over-rehearsed it, we had full control. They can't teach you acting, it's there in your soul. It's the same with a bank job, and each thing we stole. So I don't need attitude, cause you knew just what to do. We all did our best now, we all need to rest now. I was the driver, you ran the show You had the last word, the go or no go I knew every laneway in Ontario But it's not what you're sure of, it's what you don't know It should have been filled with the usual ones Throwing their cash in to mutual funds Shotguns, but how do you plan for a bank full of nuns? Well, I guess we panicked 
We all have taboos. They were like zebras. They had us confused. We should be in condos with oceanfront views. Instead, we're most wanted on the six o'clock news. So I don't need attitude. Cause you knew just what to do. We all did our best now. We all need to rest now. Leave me alone and wait by the phone. of conscience, the voice in your brain, and now that the whole thing has gone down the drain, I think we all know who should shoulder the blame, cause you made a choice there, almost sublime, I'm all for compassion, just not on my dime, you look like an amateur, and that's the real crime, so I'll take a walk now, the time and I don't need it cause you knew just what to do we all did our best now we all need to rest now leave me alone there's no need to fall we all did our best now Get extinguished 
side rights be all distinguished sad good people help you To the black sack Soul parts Resold like the darts of a dead god There is no such thing as liar's love There is a ring around the, the planet Saturn uh, We just heard there Paul Bradley with Good Things Happen to Bad People. Paul Bradley, of course, a right strong left-handed guitarist, band leader, composer, triple octave singer, improviser, sessioneer, collaborator, children's musician, and multi-instrumental live looper come raconteur. Really? I think you'll find that he, <laughs> that he is. And this is his debut album. Ah. Yeah. He does all those things, and he doesn't just go around to make an album. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes. He's a lot of he, stuff. He, yeah. used to, he used to be in, uh, or oh, what they're called, uh, the Japanese war effort. <laughs> no, three, <laughs> three cane whale. Of course, of course. Now, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. You mentioned yeah. something there about his singing style. Oh yes, did you enjoy that? I, I was. It was surprising. He, he, do you know? He first appeared on the Belfast punk scene in the nineteen seventies. Did he? Before moving to Bristol. Yeah. But the thing he does in the chorus there. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. yeah. yeah. What? That's the best bit, isn't it? It's it, 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 it's genius. Yes. Genius. But what is it? Is I don't it? Know. Where's he learnt it from? And what does he think he's playing at? <laughs> I thought Jackie Leaving was one of the most eccentric vocalists don't I've you, ever heard. But don't you that, think these lyrics are, and then that sound just sort of floods out of him? Like Why for? Did you say he's Irish? He is Irish, yeah. I thought, when I, I had to listen to that bit a few times because I thought, is that Gaelic? <laughs> is, that, is that an actual language? And then after the second listen I realised it's not. But you know what? Most of all it reminds me of this. Hello, hello, hi. 
Before that was the Burn Naked Ladies. Oh yeah, that's, uh, that's another band difficult to Google, isn't it? Next, we have a song from this uh, compilation album. Uh, really heavy soul, dirty, guitar-driven, fat-assed funk on Oco Records. O-C-H-O. Uh, oh, this is a fantastic uh, CD. I think I paid it. It's, well, it's a discount thing. I think I paid about two quid for this. Um, and uh, I'm going to play a track by... Chairman of the board, uh, best known for um, the song Give Me a Little More Time, as covered by Kylie Minogue and various others. Also, they're well known as um, one of the sources, supposedly, of uh, Kevin Rowland's rather idiosyncratic uh, vocal style. And how does that go? Well, I'm going I'm to read the sleeve notes um, <laughs> for, for, for this song. This song's called Morning Glory slash Life and Death Part One slash White Rose slash Life and Death. Part two, the life and death bits being written by 
uh, Sly Stone from the family Stone. But I'm going to read a little bit here of uh, this. I'm going to try and sing it or in the style of Kevin Rowland. What could possibly go wrong? Chairman of the board are the premier solid makers for Invictus. Hard wax, brrr, the labels owned by ex Motown producers. Holland, Dozier, Holland. Jimmy! But in 1973, the, chair, the chairman pursued... <coughs> pursued... <laughs> Funnier style, cutting the Proxel masterpiece, Skidamion! <laughs> the album bombed, but as this epic song cycle reveals, it didn't deserve to.
order. That, that's, I can safely say, that's the sexiest song on the pod. This this time or ever, really. Oh, yeah. And you think, well, well, what makes it sexy? Mm. Right? Certain elements within that. The, the deep, the groove. fat bass. Yeah. Big fat bass. Mm. The wack jigga wack jigga wack yeah. Dirty guitar. Yeah, the yeah. dirty guitar driven yeah. fat ass funk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All of that, yeah. Sparrowly keyboards, but uh, deep throat singing thing. Yeah, deep throat. That. Yeah, deep throat. <laughs> deep throat, wacka chucka fat bass. It's your sexy song, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. and then if it feels good, do it. Yeah. It's tipping you over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mess, aren't you? Yeah. Right, ne- next up, uh, we have. Uh, a record by the British answer to Robert Pollard, uh, Martin Newell, uh, who seems to have an innate knack for creating catchy pop songs in his makeshift home studio. Now, I, I've, I've, you've got there in your hands, Rebel, uh, the 12 the inch single of the song that we're going to play, mm-hmm. which I think came out in 1986. 86, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I remember buying this, I bought this in Sheffield. I didn't didn't know who the band were, but I I thought they are bound to be good because they're called the Cleaners from Venus, mm. uh, and also they're bound to be good because Captain Sensible's on it on guitar, yeah, on guitar. So uh, I bought it and I love this song, and uh, and uh, as you rightly have pointed out, I've put it on a number of mixes yeah. over the years, uh, and it's still my favourite song by them. I didn't really know anything about them. As I say, turns out this guy Martin Newell has been making loads and loads of albums. Uh, from the early 80s, really, mm-hmm. uh, under the name The Cleaners of Venus. Uh, he was working as a cleaner at the time. Uh, and, he, and, he, and he recorded these on... on and he must have shared all his experience with Captain Sensible. Was well, no, no, no. Captain, Captain Sensible, very very much Johnny-come-lately here. Right. Be- because uh, this, this Martin Newell, and I can't remember the other guy, lol somebody, I can't remember... Anyway, they, he was also a cleaner. Mm. Uh, now, they weren't working on Venus, but they were working as a cleaner somewhere. And they, they were recording in their little home studio all these cassettes. And he kept producing all these albums, um, but obviously not selling them to anybody. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but, you know, he made them, he gave them to people, actually. And they've yeah. all gone out there. And they're, they're definitely worth having. And they, they, loads and loads and loads of these. Anyway, to cut a long story short, uh, eventually, in the, towards the end of the late 80s, he, come, he meets up with this guy, Giles Smith. Um, who'd also been in failed bands and, and, and but it was, it, was, it was a pianist. And they somehow decided that they, they're going to put some music together. Uh, and it turns out that somewhere along the line, a demo that they put together gets passed on through probably Stiff, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, and, and Captain Sensible is it uh-huh. and likes it. And says to them, why don't you come and record that in my studio? Mm-hmm. And all this is documented fantastically in, in this book, um, Giles Smith's book, Lost in Music. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, it's a fantastic reader. It's, it's not just about the cleaners for me, it's also about, you know, Giles Smith loving music. It's, a, yeah, it's mainly about that. I've, it, I've, it well, is. I'm up to page 80, and I, I, he, the Queens from Venus are mentioned. Hardly any of it so far is no. about him as a musician. No. It's mostly about him as a pop fan. As a pop fan, that's right. Yeah. But it, as the book goes on, he, he starts telling more about this. Anyway, so they end up in this in this uh, studio. They think, fucking hell, it's, you know, it's, it's Captain Sensible's <laughs> yeah. studio. It's going to be great. No, it's a real shithole. And uh, <laughs> and the the, uh, the record label, I can't remember what the record label's called. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, ammunition Communications. Um they didn't really put a lot of money behind it. 
and and in fact, this this whole studio was was rotten, and, and things were dying in the corner. But anyway, they put it all together, um, and this this record this record then then came out, but it only came out in Germany, because <laughs> of course, because, Germany. Because, because the the label didn't believe enough in the act. To, you know, it's RCA. I think bought it up, right. put it out. Um, anyway, so they, they they did some tours in Germany that went horribly wrong, and and the, the book is is about how the band completely falls. But you know, but Martin Neal continues to make yeah. music now. Giles Smith is sort of in and out of the picture a little bit over about three or four years, perhaps yeah. a bit more. Um, but Martin Neal continues to make music now on, under his own name. Um, but I, I I say I found this back in the day, but then I got re excited uh, by the band by our friends at Cherry Red because they put together these. So I'm passing you now the, oh, yeah. the Cleaners from Venus volumes one, two, and indeed three. Three, mm. yeah, which are all their early albums. And there's uh, four albums on each. Four these albums boxes, on each. So you say boxes. early albums? These weren't even albums that were released. No, well, they were on cassette. But <laughs> two friends. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so it got it all together again, and, and when you start listening to these, you can you can hear the the GBV type uh, links because although the music isn't really the same, because I think the music is much more about you know Britishness. It sounds quite yeah. like the Kinks and the Beatles and, and that sort of thing. Uh, the idea that you can just make loads and loads of music um, for the sake of it, for the sake of for it, for the yeah. love of it. Not um, even, not even try and make any money off it or no. <laughs> garner any success. No, and and Hats I think, off to them. And yeah, abso- absolutely. So Neil Sound is obviously very distinctly English, but and it's and sort of psychedelic a little bit as well. So the the other big connection, of course, is that once once you hear, once you get guided by voices, which I did, you know, in, in I suppose eighty something or other, um, you can't stop. You've got to have it all. You've got to keep mm. going, mm. and. I think it's the same with the Cleaners from Venus. So once you've heard this song that I'm going to play, listener, once you've heard it, then you pop and you can't stop. And this is Johnny Rhythm just saying good night to you all and God bless you.
Magnetic Fields from their album 69 Love Songs. Why did we play that, Rebel? Well, well step aside, boys. Mm. I'll speak to you, listener. Uh, I can only offer my deepest, deepest apologies. Uh, on a previous podcast, uh, we talked at length about the majesty of the Magnetic Fields. We mm. talked, we analysed it. Mm. We got to the nub, the crux mm. of the Magnetic Fields. Uh, and I should have played a song. You should. And frankly, listener, I didn't. <laughs> and I let you down. I let myself down, mm. but most of all, mm. I let the podcast down. Did, for yeah. that, not that I can ever repair it, but I feel truly sorry. Mm. Okay, I think we can probably forgive you if you tell us what you thought of the cleaners from Venus. Well, it's magnificent. My only quibble. Mm. Only quibble? quibble? Yeah, quibble? Uh, 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 well, it sounds fantastic. I, I can't believe you're saying it. it. It was in a grimy studio. It sounds wonderfully polished and sprightly. It's beautiful. You need to compare it to the original, of course. But... <laughs> True. But the Pink Flamingo, oh, yeah. Georgia Ringo and the Pink Flamingo, yeah. that club was called the Flamingo Club. Uh, that, it's, one, so it's, it's a factual inaccuracy. It's a factual inaccuracy. Right. Okay. It's, it's a common one. Can I just say as well, Ilya Kuryakin probably didn't look at him. So there's two, there's two things. There. <laughs> Rita, it, Rita, what's the Rita strikes Rita Rita touching him. Touching him. Yeah. Probably didn't have a green electric coat or whatever it was. What's the she does? Um, what, who is Ilya Kuryakin? Right, Ilya, I know who Rita Tushingham is. No, Ilya, uh, Ilya Kuryakin, which you'll recognise from the cover, is is the blonde bloke out of The Man From Uncle, which you're probably too young he said to he remember. Never watched. He said he never watched. Yeah, I think slightly too young. It got, it got repeated a lot on Sundays. Did what it? Is it? Is it? Is it, is it well, like a prisoner? Spine, spine spine is it like The Prisoner? Or The Avengers? Yeah, yeah similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You can imagine. He's, got, he's in is it, is it fucked with, with little marionettes? Like... Fireball XL5, that kind of thing. No, 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 no. It's people. He's a real person. He's a people. Is he a he's Russian? A person. He plays a Russian, yeah. Well, although actually, it's a, it's a little bit um, unclear because it, although you think he's probably Russian, and he's Russian, it's a Russian name. He sounds Russian. Yeah, he's probably from the Ukraine. Yeah. Because there's right. there's talk talk about Kiev, um, but it's it's very very badly written the whole thing because it's not a talk. His backstory just uh. doesn't add up. It's right. all, it's it's like the lyrics of this song. Yeah. You know, they're, they're indefensible. Um, it's, it's the same thing. So it's a bit. What, what is uncle? What is U N C L E? Yeah, I know, but I'm, I've, I've seen it. The f- familiar the with the uh, League of Emperors Costello song thing. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I, I'm sure if the internet could tell us. Yeah. <laughs> if only we, we could get them on the phone. Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, it's, it's there. You go. It's about and, that. And 
jangle it. Okay, four albums in, uh, and the Stranglers were having a stellar musical career. Uh, they were starting to get hits. Um, they were they were top of the album charts. Credibility was was really strong. They were they were a, a hard hitting you know rock band, much loved, sell out tours all over the world. What could possibly go wrong? Mm. So they wanted to take it that step further, and sort of get more serious and and push the envelope a bit and push their artistic boundaries. Uh, and so they had a song called We Are The Men In Black on the previous album, and they got more and more intrigued by this concept of this 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 spy agency that was out of control, uh, and that, that was all over the place, and it was, it was highly suspicious. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had this sensation when you've listened to an album, a full album, and you've been scared. Mm. But not just you, a whole group of you have been scared. <laughs> you've been in a room, and... The voices are coming out of the speakers and everyone's pinned thinking, I'm absolutely terrified. Mm. This happened to me. Mm. This happened to me listening to this album, particularly this song, <laughs> where someone finally got up, switched it off and said, let's leave this house. <laughs> there is something wrong in this house. Now, I must admit, that followed a walk we'd all had in the country looking for a certain risotto-based vegetable. <laughs> um... And that didn't help. No. I have to say that didn't help. No. But this, to me, in terms of instrumentals, this is the most frightening, striking instrumental. And it's by the Stranglers at the crest of the wave, which very quickly crashed down as the, the, the commercial potential of this wondrous artistic endeavour proved to be non-existent. Mm. Uh, and you could get 10 copies of this in, in, in a, a bargain basement uh, HMV album you know, <laughs> bucket uh, about four, four months after its, its release. It was also apparently followed by uh, a series of accidents that befell the band, people dying, equipment being lost, etc. Et it was cursed, mm. which they never got over until they released the next album. This is Waltz in Black by The Stranglers.
Kickers Question Time. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is. Do you remember the questions from last no, time, you bastard? No, you don't no. fucking remember, do you? Anyway, the first the first question was, which I thought you might get, to be honest, because it was a question that I th- I thought particularly you, Rebel, might mm. know. The question was, which future rock and roll star first performed under the name Jeff Starship? So who did Jeff Starship latterly become? Okay. And anywhere near? Well, uh, if uh, I, uh, I was only going to say... Well, Jefferson Starship. Is it any any relation to no. Jefferson Starship? Do you know who Jeff Hyman is? Was no, that's um someone for the Ramones. He's right. It's Joey Ramone. Oh really? So Joey Ramone's yeah. first stage name was Jeff Starship. Mm. Well, that's incredible, isn't yes. it? Yes. You almost said interesting, but not <laughs> quite. <laughs> okay. The the my, my second question last time asked you uh, about a John Cale song and you had to tell me what the John Cale song was that makes reference to a bugger in short sleeves and who was that bugger? Well, I think you might struggle with this mm-hmm. so I've decided to bring to the pod this time a clue. So this is the clue as to who oh, that, that bugger oh, was. Right, so who was that? That was Gorky Psychotic Monkey. It was, and it's from their album Tate, which is their first album, therefore obviously their best album. But what was the name of that little song? I don't know. I only knew it was Gorky Psychotic Monkey because I saw the CD you were trying to hold in your hand. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that song is Kevin Ayres. Uh-huh. Is the answer Kevin Ayres? <laughs> it's Kevin Ayres, yes. And uh, so Kevin Ayres is the bugger in the short sleeves, but what was the John Cale song? It was this one.
So that was uh, John Cale's song Guts, of course. So that, mm. that was the second answer, well, second part of the answer. No, so no, the bugger really, in the short sleeve, mm, Kevin Ayres, Kevin Ayres, yeah. fucked his wife. Fucked John Cale's wife, and he talk, sings about it on the song Guts. Well, so, and I, I did a bit of research about this. Did you? And I found out that um, this allegedly happened. Uh, the wife in question, John Cale, had three wives, and this was the middle of his three wives. <coughs> One, Cynthia Wells, okay. who was... Um, Miss Cindy in the GTOs, oh, uh, the yeah. band that Frank Zappa and yeah, yeah. Beefheart kind of lived with and were yeah. kind of groupies yeah. uh, as they started off, I think. <coughs> and she uh, allegedly, I don't think there's any allegedly about it, I no, think, I think she, she, did, yeah. she fucked Kevin Ayers, yeah. or was fucked by Kevin Ayers, yeah. or in a way, however you want to say it. Um, they, were, they were both there and they were both fucking. <laughs> uh, and this was the night before this live album, June the 1st, 1974, was recorded, which I'm guessing was recorded on June the 1st, 1974. Of course, it's a pretty yeah. stupid name for an album, uh, which features Kevin Ayers, John Cale, Eno and Nico. And the night before this album was recorded, um, John Cale had apparently walked in on <laughs> really? his wife and, okay. and John and Kevin Ayers at it, right. which in the in, as, as a teenager these days would, would put it awkward. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> 
Lols. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, that uh, Cynthia was his wife between 1971 and 1975 yeah so not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I wonder what was the yeah yeah so the thing that got in the way yeah yeah so the 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 uh, I just, like, the back I, I just no, they're just standing there, kind of going, "Oh dear, <laughs> oh dear." I think this this gig might be a one-off. Yeah. Uh, do we have any idea what this album, this live album, sounds like? Was it, was tense. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. Anyway, very good. Still a very angry violin player. <laughs> <laughs> and here, listener, is uh, one of the spoken word tracks from that very live album. Did you fuck my wife? What? Did you fuck my wife? How could you ask me a question like that? How would you ask me? Just, I'm your brother. You just, ask me that? Where do you get your balls big enough to ask me that? Just tell me. I'm not answering you. I'm not answering that. It's stupid. <laughs> well, let's move on from that to a, to a couple of questions this time round, then. Um, and I've got the first question. I'm optimistic that you boys will know this. Oh. But, but keep it to yourselves, all okay. right? Because uh, you can only answer this if you don't go back and look. And the question is, what partly obscured badge... Is Bruce Springsteen wearing on the cover of Born to Run? Mm. Oh, I'm sure you know. Uh, and my second question is, um, well, it relates to the fact that uh, on the previous poll we talked about me very, very excitedly putting back together using uh, red and white sockets uh, yes, my, yes, my, my yes. tape deck. Excellent. Yes, yes. and uh, that has meant that I've been able to listen back to a number of John Peel type programmes on that I have on cassette, which, is, which has been great. Uh, so this is a John Peel related question, and my question is, uh, which was the first ever single to register both A-side and B-side in a John Peel Festive 50? Oh. Okay. We'll talk about that next time. Right, well, we're going to finish tonight with um, a new record from Human Don't Be Angry, which is Malcolm Middleton's uh, new... Arab Strap bloke. Um, band. It's on blue vinyl. New image. It's on, it's on very blue vinyl. It's on electric blue vinyl. And in fact, that's what the album's called. It's called Electric Blue. And, and, and what, an interesting that, font there. That, what does that font say to you? Neon. Okay, neon, yes. Neon, it's like well, a neon light font, isn't it? It says two things to me. A, uh, Rock Follies. I remember the Rock Follies from the 1970s. I do not. All-female no. rock band. Oh, it's very groundbreaking series, that with the Rock Follies. Mm, yeah, I remember that, yeah. It's fantastic. They were all yeah. rock stars. Yeah. Like the Runaways. Yes, that's But right. older. Yes. <laughs> with Rula Alenska <laughs> on lead vocals. Yes, right, yes. And the other thing, Electric Blue was actually a series of porno videos oh. with that exact same <laughs> font that, which yeah, could be that, copyrighted. He could get in trouble here. Well, let's, let's hope not. This is actually his second album as Human Don't Be Angry, so don't be angry. Okay. That human okay. over there. Uh, and I'd just like to lead into into this by, by reading this to you, which I think this is rather nice. This is... From from an interview with uh, Malcolm Middleton in The Guardian, and, and he says this, he says, We live in a remote area of Fife, and when we on occasions venture into town, cottage syndrome is that feeling you get when you realise you haven't been amongst people for weeks or months. Besides that, the song isn't really about anything.
Good night, listener.